Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the I can't believe television producers would do that, but then again, of course they would, edition. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, they would do anything. 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 I would like to be challenged. I mean, there is a show called F-Boy Island right now. There is? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works, but it's something about <laughs> no. how these girls no. are set loose on an island with a bunch of guys, and half of them are, like, interested in committing, and then the other half are fuck boys. Yeah. But the girls don't know which are which. Oh, come on. And you win, like, but money. Isn't that just life? <laughs> right? I'm like, it's just life on an island. But on an island. It's just like... But I'm like, uh, you guys. No. No. Uh, we're, well. we're, like, running out of islands because we're losing <laughs> them all to fucking... Uh, fuck boys and bachelorettes and things like that. Dear God. Well. I don't mean to offend. I know a lot of people are yeah. fans yeah. of The Bachelor. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a hit. And The Bachelorette. I'm sure there's Facebook groups and TikTok things and fucking, I'm sure it's a goddamn huge success. Yes. Uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about the opposite of a reality TV success, actually. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, today, episode 053, Eden. The survival show that didn't tell contestants it was canceled. What? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> so we have found something yeah. worse than F-Boy Island. Oh, yeah. By far. <gasps> On oh, every my level. God. On every fucking level. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with, today and always, uh, the shocked and appalled Marissa Riley. That's me. <laughs> I don't know why I am still shocked at this point. We have been doing this show for a year, yet each week you find a way to shock and astonish me. I am grabbing my pearls right now, even though we talked about a guy's rectum falling out a couple weeks ago. That's right, just a couple of days ago, and uh, just the other day ago, an eel going up a rectum. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I is okay. Deep question. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, the <laughs> use of the word "deep" is unfortunate. Are we talking <laughs> about butts today? Um, no butts, literally, but what? some assholes, lots of assholes. Got you it. know what I mean? Got it. Got yeah. it. Got it. I yeah. do. I do. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the flock. Welcome. 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 Uh, Doctor Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. So. It's, it's totally true. I had no idea what we were talking about today. Um, and I am a doctor, so <laughs> I'm not. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, it's, it's going to be a rough one today. Okay. Um, but it's not the usual rough day one would expect over oh. here at WTI. Oh. Yeah, usually a rough day on this podcast consists of uh, extracting extracting a sewing pin from a lung. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, or finding tapeworms in your spine. Classic. Like we said, the, the falling rectum, that was one thing. Happens all the time. Yeah. And uh, today, you know, it's a little different, but perhaps it's actually the worst of them all because we're going to talk about crushed dreams. Oh, that's a tough one. Crushed dreams. Yeah, I think I would rather have a a pin in the lung or brain fluid (laughs) flowing out of my nose. Real things. Real thing. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, today we're going to talk about humanity at its lowest, reality TV. Good times. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That was the 
most depressing good times I've ever done. I do it like 20 times a day. And this time it was like, good times. It's Me. fitting. Good times. Totally fits. Totally great. Yep. Yeah. I'm stressed. That. Bring, it, bring, it, bring it back at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, yeah. And surprisingly, the embarrassing soul shattering event we're going to cover did not occur in the United States. What? Yeah. A place, not in Florida? No. A place known for televising truly horrific things like war and the Kardashians. It's true. Did not happen here. Wow. My friends, brace yourself because we need to travel back in time. Several hundred billion years to 2016. Oh my God! I know. What a <laughs> so I know. long ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. And to a place producers, sorry, excuse me, reality TV producers believed would make the perfect location for paradise. Okay. Now, before we head on over to their Eden, uh, Dr. Marissa, I'm curious, what does Eden look like to you? And uh, if you could pick a spot on our planet that resembles that picture, where would it be? Okay, um, Eden for me personally yeah. is like <laughs> Hawaii, but mm. um, there are phone chargers available everywhere. Um, and my phone is never dead, but I also don't need to use it. Um, does that make sense? There's always a margarita, and it's like a really nice margarita. It's not like a margarita mix. And um, yeah. everyone has lobster rolls as the special. Oh. And... Um, yeah, that's about and and you're there and yes, I am there. You are so there yeah. and um, <laughs> and and money isn't a thing and I am, but at simultaneously I'm rich. So. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm down with this this Eden. Sign me up. Get me over. I yeah. want it. I want it bad. I I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I think your version of Eden and these producers' version is a little different because here is the location that they chose, and I'd like to show you a photo okay. of this location or okay. you know part of the location. Uh, please describe it for us, and uh, if y'all want to play along, please take a look at our social media stuffs, and all photos we talk about will be on that social media stuff. So, oh, yes, it will. Dr. Marissa, are you ready to see what Eden looks like? Probably not, but <laughs> the, show it to me anyway. In this location. Oh, okay. Mm. So, um, all right. So, this looks like a still from uh, Lord of the Rings, but yeah. not one of the beautiful New Zealand parts. It's right. more of like approaching... I'm, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing this wrong, uh, token heads. Uh, Morador? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, I nailed it. I think you did. I have not seen those movies since they came out. Um, but yeah, this looks like a very grim mountain. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a green, a dark green, um, sort of a valley yeah. below. Yeah, it's a little cloudy. It's a little, uh, looks like it's a little chilly, maybe. It looks cold. Yeah. You know what? I feel like this picture, I feel like the scene could look better on a different weather day. Oh, but sure. it is, it is dark. It is dark right now. And it is daytime, and that's stressful. <laughs> that's right. What we're looking at here is just a fraction of a 600-acre, extremely isolated private estate within the Scottish Highlands. Oh, so we're in, Eden is in Scotland? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're in Scotland. I'm down. Uh, now, if you're unfamiliar with this part of the world, type into your search bar, describe Scottish Highlands, and you'll find words like mountainous, scenic, sparsely populated, dominating, cloudy, unpredictable, and beautiful. So, oh. 
Yeah, that's so many things. <laughs> so many things. I feel like you're describing me. Yeah, a little bit. Unpredictable, beautiful. That's right. What was the other one? <laughs> um, sparsely populated. Sparsely populated. <laughs> that is for sure. Dominating. Cloudy. That's me um, in a nutshell. I've actually been here, which is crazy. I went there as a 17-year-old yeah. uh, when our high school play got into the Fringe Festival, y'all. What? And that's a big deal. And so one day we went to the Scottish Highlands and we met Hamish, the... Hamish. Cow. Fuck yeah, there's so, a Hamish. Of course there's a Hamish cow. Hamish the cow. It was like a, but it wasn't just any cow. I, I'm, it's probably the wrong thing, but it's a, it has horns and stuff. It yeah. was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Yeah, and yeah. it was really fun. It was like Hamish the famous Scottish Highland cow. Yes. Yeah. If you are from Scotland <laughs> and you know Hamish or you've hung out with Hamish, uh, DM us, uh, well, it's interesting pod, uh, on Instagram, <laughs> at Gmail, all of our stuff. Let's talk about it. I'm down. Yeah, let's talk Hamish. It was beautiful yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It's, Lots it's of grassy. So, this picture in particular, though, is, it, it could be better. Yeah. It's, it is a beautiful place. Yeah. To call it Eden, though, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah, I feel like um, Eden has palm trees. Yeah, so... Now, all of these words definitely and accurately describes the Arda Merchant Estate right off Colnacrosse Bay, which I'm pretty sure I said none of that right. But anyway, this is where our 2016 survival show called Eden took place. Okay. Now, the concept for Eden was a little different from other survival shows. This wasn't a competition. Oh. (laughs) There would be no winners, no losers, no prizes. Producers of the show wanted to create a social experiment, an opportunity, if you will, for 23 participants. Okay, I'm in. I'm curious. Okay. They were asked to cast away their modern lives and join complete strangers in complete isolation to build their version of utopia from the ground up. So it sounds like they were forced into a cult with no leader. That's right. Um, Perfect. Yep. And I'm not going to lie, if I'm going to be in a cult, I want a leader. (laughs) It's helpful. Uh, it's helpful. <laughs> I I don't I need something to follow. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in that because having a direction is a great is great is good super helpful. Yeah, it's good to have a goal personally. Yeah, even, even if it's you know, you know. Well, actually, I, I I won't go into it. Yeah. So. Okay. 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 <laughs> that's not <clears throat> say culture good. No, they're not. So. Yeah, they're not. They're not. But if I was in one, I it, it has to have a leader, right? Yeah, you gotta have direction. You have to. So. Literally everything had to be created and decided amongst themselves. And I mean everything. We're talking uh, physical shelter to infrastructure to the complete metaphysical stuff. uh, Sorry, complex metaphysical stuff like establishing law and deciding who enforces it. Uh, Then there's everything in between. The actual survival parts. Super important daily tasks like who's going to kill the pig today and fetch the water or plant the seeds. Clean the place where we decided to take shits, you know. Paradise stuff. Totally. Yeah. Total paradise stuff. <laughs> okay, one quick question before yeah. we go any further. Do they have any outside help at all? Oh, let's get into it. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Okay, now, <clears throat> my friends, please take a moment to stare off into the distance and feel the overwhelming and staggering responsibility of forming a civilization. Oh, it's too much. Yeah, take a moment. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot. Now, feel those feelings while you stand within the barren, snowy Scottish highlands in mid-March, 
when cameras started rolling. No. Not exactly the easiest place to work with when facing an anxiety-inducing to to-do list. Um, Jesus, even the locals would agree. Now, Dr. Mercer, would you do the honor of telling us what lifelong resident Donald Houston told thescotman.com. Absolutely. All right. Quote, Donald Houston, who owns Ardna Merchan Estate, said, and I quote, the film company first approached us around 18 months ago. We laughed and thought they were completely mad at first, as we know how challenging the landscape around here, and it seemed impossible people could survive on their own. The areas they have chosen have been uninhabited for many years. We know people live there in the Bronze Age, (laughs) but as people have gradually become less self-sufficient, they have left more accessible areas. And quote, he added, quote, it can get very wet and windy here, which will make it difficult to build shelter and to find food. The weather will be a big issue and the land is not very fertile for growing crops. There are a few more sheltered areas on sites, but they will need to find them, end quote. Mm -hmm. So basically, this is not Eden. Um, (laughs) This is a very impossible place to live. It sounds difficult even for self-sufficient people in the Bronze Age. I don't know how long ago (laughs) that was. I don't even think I've heard of the Bronze Age I didn't, I've never even heard of the Silver Age. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Also, what did he say? The, the few places there are to hang out are hard to find. Exactly. So even if like they don't have time to build a house in a day, I don't. Yeah. Um, Good luck. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this was going to be an uphill battle, uh, literally and figuratively. And honestly, that'll make for some good TV, sure. But, I mean, yeah, there'll be arguments and bumps in the road. If there was a road, there's not. There's not anything. But producers thought by taking away the, co- the competitive aspect, these 23 strangers would band together to survive, thrive, and show the world what humanity can do. This show was sold as a feel-good, can-do, tearjerker of a show. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/AI for all. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Put a pin in it. Very important. Okay, okay. okay. So, who volunteered for this year-long gig? I know, that's right. It was a fucking year-long. That's, no. Yeah. No, I just got, like, goosebumps (laughs) 
Because I just assumed it was like any other reality show. Uh, like three months or whatever. Yeah, six weeks to three months of your life. Yeah. And then it's over. No, this this is it for the long motherfucking haul. No, and they're yeah. expecting them to get along yeah. because there's no competition. No way, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen an episode of The Real Housewives? They're not competing for anything no. and they hate each other. Yeah. It is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I mean... We, we should have known. They should have known. But they should have known. Let's let's get into it. Okay. Okay, so yeah, the timeline was scheduled for March 2016 through March 2017, where hopefully by then they'd be kicking back in their own little Valhalla. Nah. Hilarious. But, so <laughs> anyway, participants. They were a very binary, unequal grouping of 13 men and 10 women. Okay. Great start so far. But their ages and occupations were very diverse and actually helpful in a situation like this. Uh, ages span between 24 and 55. Awesome. Um, were there like doctors and like... Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Exactly. Yeah, there was a plumber, two junior doctors, a fisherman, carpenter, engineer, a vet, even a paramedic. Oh, amazing. And that's all great because remember, they were to be completely alone and self-sufficient once this all started. So if you got hurt, Okay. Okay, I, I see some lawsuits in our future. Um. <laughs> so other than their education and experience to help out... Dr. Marissa, what supplies did they have with them to establish a strong foundation? Okay, would you okay. Please? I would I would love to. All right. Yeah. Quote, according to the Eden Wiki, <laughs> participants were allowed to specify in advance what supplies, tools, and equipment they thought they would need, which was left in place for them on the site. Uh, each was also permitted to carry into the site some personal belongings in a large rucksack. These, okay, these initial, oh my God, these initial supplies included livestock, chickens, sheep, goats, and seeds and vegetables and basic building materials such as uh, tarpaulin and pipes. Uh, the participants were supplied with a basic set of food rations with the expectation that within a short period they would become self-sufficient in terms of food supply, living on the produce of a vegetable garden, and the milk, eggs, and meat from the livestock. At the start of the filming, most of the livestock was either pregnant or too young to be slaughtered. End quote. <laughs> okay, I see a lot of um, food poisoning in their future. I see a lot of... People running out of their medications. Yeah. I see a lot of um, uh, uh, rations running out and the vegetable garden not working because we order everything on Amazon (laughs) and I don't know anything about gardening and they probably don't either. Yeah, I mean, you uh, you said a lot of right things right there. A lot of you were hit the nail right on the head. You know, I watch so. a lot of survival <laughs> movies, and uh, they all end with everyone dying. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how um, the livestock that they were given was either pregnant or too young to be slaughtered. So that's that's great. So, and I'm sure that's, that was totally by accident. So. That's awesome. Yeah. I I thought it was intentional. Like they're supposed to wait for them to give birth and have more animals yeah 
either way, very difficult. Very confusing. Very fucking difficult. So the uphill got a little more uphill, but I'm sure everything is going to be just fine and triumphant and make for riveting TV. Um, <laughs> speak, speaking of which, how was this recorded? Yeah. Well, ingeniously, really, footage was obtained in three ways, uh, from a network of fixed cameras, four, okay. four embedded camera operators, and GoPro personal cameras. So this is interesting. Four of the participants were crew members of the show. Oh. Like they were there to make sure the gear functions and fix it if it breaks down. But they were also participants and fully functioning members of the cult slash community. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, right. Uh, the remaining participants were given uh, personal GoPro cameras. Uh, the fixed camera setup was a network of remotely operated CCT CCTV cameras, which had to be transported onto the site, uh, get this by helicopter, uh, because of the remoteness. Oh my god. So. so, okay, so if someone did have like a heart attack or something, it's not like they could just call 911. No. They, that you would be dead. You, it would be a, a very long time before anyone got to you. Got it. Yeah. Not to go there, <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm speaking for all the listeners by thinking of the worst thing possible. Also, yeah. like, what if, like, I don't know, Bigfoot down. showed up? <laughs> that, then I would really love to watch that show. That would be a great show. That would be the best show. Mm-hmm. The best found footage ever. Amazing. But it sounds like that didn't happen. Did not happen this time. Damn it. There were a total of 45 cameras in all. So, Dr. Marissa, everything and one is in place, and this show is ready to roll. Filming, (laughs) Filming, like we said, started in March, and three months of toiling and struggle was spliced and diced into episodes ready to debut at the end of July. Okay. Now, to hype up the show, an ad spot was also created from this footage. Um, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see this trailer slash commercial ad spot. Yes. All right. So great. Let's have ourselves viewing and let's talk about it afterwards. Um, Let me pull it up for you here. Very nervous. (laughs) Very stressed about this because I know know what doesn't happen at the end, which is that this doesn't air, right? (laughs) We'll we'll get to it. Okay. Good. You know, it's a good question. (sighs) All right. Here we go. Here is the trailer for the Eden or Eden the Eden Eden the Eden uh. <laughs> doesn't matter no one cared <laughs> okay okay what if we could start again home strangers alone and cut off from civilization for an entire year so this is it home this is brilliant i think you're exaggerating there thanks for living in a house will the combination <laughs> of their individual skills and experience be enough to survive the people that don't get stuck in the ones are going to struggle this is a place that we're going to need to put some work and effort into come on fella let's go come on what if we could start again where did you wake up this morning steve next to quite a lot of these actually we have done so so well and absolutely smashed expectations Okay, so our listeners could hear kind of what was going on. I highly recommend watching this. But basically, we saw these people in the Scottish Highlands. They were doing things like chopping down trees. They were um, building a shelter for when it snowed. Um, They were working hard. Yeah. What I didn't see a lot of were breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of right. saw someone writhing on the ground a little bit, mm-hmm. looking a little upset. Yeah. But I did see them dancing at yep. one point. Yeah. So 
I don't know what really happened, but this seems like a lot of highlights. Yeah. And no... Um, no lowlights. No lowlights. At all. At any, yeah. yeah. But I think we all know the best thing about reality TV are the lowlights. Yeah. I want drama. I want problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. This was billed not as that. It was like... Uh, yeah, like you said in the beginning, it's a, this, the, the text was like, what if we could start again? And yeah. it was just like this whole, I don't know, um, it was like very John Lennon-esque slogans kind of were yeah. placed all around Britain, hyping the show up. Here, like, here comes the sun. Yeah. Like, it, like it, the billboards were like, no poverty, no recessions, no banker's bonuses. We could start all over again. So the show was supposed to be like, humanity's second coming basically yeah yeah um yeah it, it really made it seem I don't want to say fun because I'm not really big into camping but it looked like they were camping right that's basically the vibe was like we're camping we're having a good time that's it yeah we can do this blah 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 so how did the first months really go how did the viewing public take to the new concept that is eden and what the fuck happened to these people yeah. well after the break i think it's no spoiler to tell you that complete strangers attempting to form a new society goes exactly the way you think it does um but it's even more heartbreaking than that oh no yeah so please oh. stay tuned please do Hey everyone, Jill Chacha here from Well That's Interesting, and I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it, I love it, and it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms, so when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. <laughs> you get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And TV screens around the United Kingdom are set to Channel 4, ready for the first episode of our show, Eden. Oh, shit. Yeah, hopes are... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hopes are high, but my friends, by the time the end credits roll, the word is out, and critics are straight up brutal. Oh, my God. Yeah, they shot the social experiment to fucking hell. Really? Yeah. They really did. So an episode did air. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Jill, tell me everything. I absolutely will. So I found a review from The Guardian published a day after the show aired. And I, I really think it encapsulates the average viewer's overall experience. So, Dr. Marissa, if you would, please tell us what it was like watching people fight for their lives on the Scottish Highlands. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> All right, quote from the article, Eden Review, the world's newest reality TV show is Love Island with Trenchfoot. 
<laughs> I don't know what trench foot is, but I will ask you about it later. All right, quote, Eden bills itself as a totally unmediated reality show. There are 23 strangers who have given up everything to live on a remote, fenced off, private estate in the Scottish Highlands for a year with minimal supplies. In theory, it's a terrific idea. By quietly letting them get on with it, Eden can claim to be a true social experiment. However, in practice, Eden's first episode came off as flat and dreary. <laughs> what? <laughs> there are too many people and you can't tell them apart. <laughs> too busy being polite to do anything of interest. There were no real standout moments because nobody is comfortable enough to be themselves yet. If Eden reminds me of anything at the moment, it's the first series of Big Brother. Everyone is too reasonable to be entertaining. There are endless meetings about nothing. <laughs> As yet, the characters aren't distinct enough to hold the show together. It looks as if it's more fun to be a part of than to actually watch, end quote. I did not see that coming. Yeah. So it's too boring. It's too boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was expecting yeah. like something exciting, like someone got stabbed or, or someone died or something like that. Yeah. There's so many ups and downs and tragedies to this story. I... Yeah, it, this is how it begins, and it ends completely different. Are you serious? I am so serious. Oh, my yeah. God. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> Lord of the Flies. For real. Feral. I don't know. So, yeah, we'll come to learn that being a part of it wasn't fun either. Okay. But right now, let's address the problem. I guess you could say it was a bad call to get the show on the air so quickly after the experiment started. Uh, milestones that took place in March, April, and May like digging a toilet and using hay to make a comfortable sleeping area were huge for the people involved. Uh, but for the viewer, there was no there there. There was nothing to cheer for, nothing to celebrate, because there was no connection. Why care about people you don't know, and worse, people you don't want to know? Wow. Yeah. By the time the second and third episode dropped, so did the viewership, from 1.7 million to just over 800,000. Okay, so I don't want to tell these people how to do their job. <laughs> but when it comes to reality TV, I always yeah. say, <laughs> do what America's Next Top Model did. Yeah. Don't hire people who are right for the show. Hire people who are crazy. <laughs> hire people who are dramatic and wild and crazy. Half of those girls were not cut out to be models, but they were fucking interesting. Yeah. They were having meltdowns. Yeah. They were hitting each other. They were... Violence is not okay. <laughs> but in 2006, it was shocking. And yeah. so and when the, you don't play by those rules, you're yeah. you're going to get something other than what we expect from reality TV. Yeah, and I think those producers know what they were doing. Yeah. They picked the people because they were trying to create an air. They could predict what was going to happen. And uh, they had a view, they had a vision for the show. And this vision was just like, oh, we took away the competition. It's going to be great. They're all going to get along. It's going to be, you know, this is what humanity is, really deep down kind of a thing. That's, Which yeah. is cute, but... <laughs> I know, I know. It's so cute, but... but yeah, but... 
get this, the terrible irony was because as fewer and fewer people tuned in, the harder and harder life in Eden became. Oh. For example, by early May, the participants were reliant, were still reliant on rations oh, that no. they were given on the first day. And those were drying up really fast. Oh, shit. <laughs> the garden was nowhere near fruitful, and the hens were stressed and not laying eggs. Oh, my God, the hens! <laughs> the hens. Uh, two local fishermen landed their boat onto the estate's beach on accident and brought with them terrible news that destroyed morale. There won't be any fish, probably not for another month because of the cold weather. No. After which, you know, mackerel might arrive. Uh, but they should continue try fishing anyway, question mark? Yes. <laughs> I like how mackerel might arrive. Yeah, exactly. Just a might. Yeah. Essentially, the group is surviving solely off potatoes and hunger is setting in. Oh my god, you can't live off potatoes. No. I uh, didn't even get into the petty bickering that developed out of this hunger because at this point, nobody in the UK cared. For context, let's all remember the trauma we were going through in the summer slash fall of 2016. I wanted to bring this up, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, US elections were about to take place and Brexit passed by a little over one percentage point. Oh, facepalm. Yeah, so let's just say the public was more concerned about actual civilization and not a fake one where someone named Tara isn't pulling her weight and is given the task of sorting potatoes, but then she complains about the potatoes and then asks to change her role to masseuse because she's a life coach. That was an actual thing that happened. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Riveting. Yeah. (laughs) I know. My friends, I don't know how to say it, so I'll just say it. Producers stopped airing the show after four episodes. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. The show's social media accounts went silent, and just about everyone knew Eden was rejected by the viewing public. Okay. Yeah. So, was the high road taken? Did production shut down? Were participants told to leave the Scottish Highlands and just return to their families and, and their lives? Absolutely not. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I knew it was coming, but it's still fucking shocking how we fucking got here. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, cameras and GoPros kept rolling, capturing month after month of disturbing footage of a group of people nearly losing their minds. Oh my god. Yeah. And honestly, by the time the first episode aired at the end of July, the physical conditions of the campsite and the participants themselves should have ended the show. No. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, if you would, please share a glimpse of what life was like for these folks by the time summer rolled around. I I would love to. From the New Yorker article, Reality TV's Wildest Disaster, and I quote, The chore system fell apart. Of course it did. (laughs) And the initial split within the community hardened. Some of the men suggested padlocking the ration barrel to prevent stealing. Um, Allie Blatcher, one of the doctors in the cast, was reading Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, and she came across a passage about how men controlled access to food and tools in hunter-gatherer communities 100,000 years ago. I was seeing that play out right in front of my eyes, she said. One participant, Caroline, told the times.co.uk the divide between male and female contestants became so severe. There were talks of starving out certain people who happened to be all the girls. It got to the point, she said, some women 
stopped having their periods. End quote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm ready to watch the show now. Um, uh, yeah, there was, there was no way to watch it. This was all just happening. This was just happening. Were they still filming it? Yeah, they were filming it. What did we? What happened to all this footage? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, so let's uh, continue on. This was happening for them in July. Uh, out of desperation, loneliness, and even extreme boredom, several participants would occasionally break the rules and engage with locals walking along the other side of the estate's six-foot-tall fence. Oh, my God. Yeah, perhaps the hu- humanity, the only humanity shown during all of this came from the locals who would give sugar, chocolate, and other goodies to get the participants through. <gasps> And of course, this behavior of breaking the rules didn't sit well with the folks who did obey the rules. <laughs> yeah, this led to even more arguments and compounded an already ugly situation. My friends, 10 days before airing, five people had already left Eden. What? Yeah, the chaos, the hunger, the rule breaking inspired an actual revolt. I shit you not. No. Yeah, quoting the New Yorker article, quote, The cast covered cameras and took off their microphones. They put their hands together as one and swore an oath to escape and drink in the nearest pub, which was about six miles away, although no one was quite sure where. That (laughs) is hilarious. I would would lead that one. I'd be like, y'all... Let's go get drunk. Yeah. I'm sick of this. It's worth the six-mile whatever walk. Yeah. In all, 15 of Eden's 17 remaining, remaining participants joined the protest, end quote. Now, you don't have to take my word for it or even the New Yorkers. We can actually watch the revolt take place. What? Yeah. What do oh you say? God. Should we do it? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Let me get it. Uh, if you'd like to see it, uh, please head on over to YouTube and just search Eden. Uh, contestants rebel against show's producers. Anything about Eden, it'll come up. So give it a go. All right. Here we go. Let's have a watch. Ah. A sudden wave of rebellion sweeps through the camera. And they take their anger out on the production. Wow. Okay, so they're putting their jackets over the cameras. Yeah. I like, can you pause oh, you it? Know it? Yeah. Okay, I like how, is this after they stopped airing episodes? So the timing is pretty interesting. So this quote unquote revolt rebellion happened 10 days before the first episode aired. So okay. it's happening simultaneously. The first episode is going to drop. It's all very exciting. The public thinks this is going to be like incredible and amazing and just awe inspiring. But. They're running out of rations. They're hungry. They're fighting to hell. There's yeah. They look yeah, pissed. They look pissed. They look the pissed campsite and is a thin. mess. There's like shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So it's starting to break down just when, like, the show was gonna start. Right. Okay. But this particular part was it was planned to be in an episode at some point. And did this yeah. particular part ever air? Ah, okay. So the cameras are still rolling. It was expected. Everything was expected to air. Okay. But, like I said, viewership just wouldn't allow it, and then they just well, we should we should keep going. Okay, okay. let's watch let's watch the rest. Okay, of this. so they're covering the cameras. You've got like suddenly it picks up momentum, and everyone's like, "Yeah, we're doing this." I'm like, "Yeah, we're doing this." So we kind of we all jumped up, and we're kind of really in the moment. 
They're just straight After up walking. Hunter Glenn has returned. Okay. Uh, what about- okay. So I should probably explain this Hunter Glenn guy. Hunter so, Glenn. Hunter okay. Glenn. So he just like he shows up out of nowhere and he's like, "Oh, I'm back." Yeah. So let me get to my notes real quick. So, forty seconds into this clip, uh, Hunter Glenn was one of the douchebags who took part of that all male clique that controlled the food. Oh shit. Yeah. He walked off at some point, but then decided to return. What? Yeah. Needless to say, the fucking group hates him. So yeah. While the revolt is going on, he fucking shows up again. Yeah. Oh, it's shit. fucking insane. Yeah, I know. There's so much drama, guys. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to play lo- it. I'm so here for it. Unhappy with the decision to allow him back in, the group is walking out of the 600-acre site and heading for the outside world. Friday decided to go home on a Friday, spend a weekend at my house. And then the Monday, I decide I want to come back. Is that okay to you? Should be, really, shouldn't it? (laughs) Come back on a Monday. So pause it, pause it. Basically, one of the guys was like, and you probably heard this, he was like, I'm going to go home to my house um, for the weekend, but then can I come back on Monday? And the camera guy was like, yeah, yeah. Did he say yeah? Yeah. He said yeah. So fucking it's funny. Fucking hysterical. In the situation, I was just I was just like a, you know, a, a leaf floating along on the river, just going with the flow, and uh, and everyone walked out. And the entire way I was walking along, I just felt as I had, had my head hung. I was just like, what have I done? Okay, so that was Hunter Glenn. Yeah. They run into the location team. All that weird. No one stopped us or said anything. They give them a phone to talk to the show's producer. Okay, there's a few of us here, Liz. Three or four of us. Now, I just wanted to bring up something. There was a a shot of them around a phone about to talk to a producer, and then they cut away. And that's super strange. And I'm going to tell you what that conversation was like. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Okay, so they cut away. uh, And according to the New Yorker, quote, it was Foley, the producer, calling from London. She warned them that that they were about to destroy the program. I just reminded people, this is not what you want to do, she recalled. The group turned back and the gate closed behind them, end quote. So wait, they turned back and went into the camp? They went back, yeah, because <gasps> she, she's like, she warned them that they were going to destroy the show, destroy the program, and it's going to be their fault. Oh my and she kind of guilted them into going back in. Oh my God, but they were going to go to the pub. I know. I was so excited for them. <laughs> oh my God. They were really fucking close. Uh, yeah, so what happened to the other group that didn't get guilted into getting fucking going back in? Let's see. A group led by Chef Steve prepared to talk. Okay. But the rest were determined to keep walking. No, it's the principle behind it, and it's showing that we actually have the power within our camp to, um, to choose what happens. So simply by walking out, we were able to display the power that we have over this project. Okay, so they all got in a car. Yeah. And they were really about to go. Yeah. 
And this one guy really talked them into coming back. Yeah. Oh, my God. Talk about some cult (gasps) shit, right? Oh, my God. That's terrible. They were so close. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, as the weeks rolled on, as the cameras... Okay, sorry. I I think I I mentioned that. That was 10 days before episode one aired. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As the weeks rolled on and the cameras rolled on, Eden and its original concept completely just dissolved and was unrecognizable. No. Uh, for example, some participants used the sugar and the yeast not to cook, but to make beer and drink the time away. Amazing. Um, one of the few remaining women fell into a deep depression and mental illness. Quote, during August, she thought she was having a breakdown. She imagined that she was in Eden permanently, and that if she tried to leave, she would be caught by the police and brought back. <gasps> that is cult shit! Yeah, I totally believed it, she said. This is how ill we all got in there. Oh my god. Yeah. On August 16th, she climbed the fence and walked away. Good for her. End quote. Thank God. From the New Yorker magazine. Uh, other shit went down, too. Five men started a gang called the Valley Boys. What the fuck? And it was disturbing enough for one of them to admit, quote, I found a man inside me that I didn't know existed. An absolute primal beast. End quote. I could already see it happening when they were talking. They were like, they were like, the camp, I'm at uh, the camp. They just kept saying the camp over and over yeah. again. Like it was all that mattered. Yes. And yeah. I was like. Yeah, but also there's a road and there's a world and there's right. you, you know a house. Yeah, yeah, they were in it. This was this was their life for four months. They had no outside contact with the world, and their world just became this thing. Even wow. though it was hell, yeah. You know, um, at some point in the fall, two other men were voted out for having a drunken brawl, and before they left, the two retaliated by burning down their shelters. Oh my god. <laughs> so- well, this is the most interesting thing in the world. Yeah. By December, okay? So they stopped filming. Well, they were filming, but not airing it. So yeah. it was from basically August to December. They were just doing their thing, thinking, yeah. Uh, so crazy. anyway, by December, the 23-person social experiment was whittled down to 10. Shit. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what inspired those 10 to stay over the Scottish Highland, you know, during the Scottish Highland winter, but they stuck it out until March 2017. No. A full year, whereupon they were taken to Glenborodale Castle to rest, talk to a psychologist, and I shit you not, watch a newsreel of the year they missed. That is hilarious. And uh, when exactly were they told that um, they weren't on air anymore? Aha. So uh, what rumors throughout the campsite... uh, they were so, they were like, sorry, let me delete, delete, delete. Okay. There were rumors throughout the campsite that Donald Trump was the U.S. president and the U.K. was no longer in the EU. And yes, that the show had not been airing. Oh my and God. that's when they found out all of that was true. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I can't imagine hearing all of that at once. Yep. <laughs> I, I I could barely imagine hearing one thing at a time yeah. like, like we did as it happened. But can you imagine hearing all of that and then hearing that your entire year of shit yeah. was meaningless? Yeah, that uh, yeah that they haven't been airing, and nor was there any set date 
to broadcast in the future. Only a vague statement was released by Channel 4. Dr. Mercer, would you do the honor of reading that vague statement as reported by TheGuardian.com? Of course. All right. Quote, the appeal of Eden is that it was a real experiment. And when filming began, we had no idea what the results would be and how those taking part would react to being isolated for months in a remote part of the British Isles. That's why we did it. And the story of their time, including the highs and lows, will be shown later this year. End quote. <laughs> what a fucking load of shit. Like, that is the, uh, the biggest lie mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Yep. We did it as an experiment. That is not what they said at the beginning. No, they said it was going to be... They wanted to create an Eden. Yeah. They wanted to enjoy... They wanted people to cultivate this beautiful commune or whatever and and it's just so funny if you put those two statements right next to each other they couldn't be more different exactly they could not be more different exactly yeah but true to their vague word oh yes eden was released what but completely rebranded as you guessed it eden paradise lost hilarious (laughs) hilarious five episodes of the complete breakdown were aired Uh, Through the month of August, August 2017, uh, some participants relived the horror by watching it together. No. Yeah. But some left the country. Good. (laughs) Get the fuck out. Uh, But you know who wasn't watching? Most of Britain. Oh, no. On average, only 900,000 people tuned in, which I guess is an improvement from that last 800,000 I guess. That is so depressing. Yeah. I am depressed for these people. Uh-huh. Y'all, they shit in the woods <laughs> for a long time. I didn't even scratch the surface. This was incredibly difficult to write because there were 23 people involved. Yeah. And there was like 23 different versions of the truth. And oh, yeah. 23 different breakdowns. I was like, I don't even know what to pick and choose from to talk about it was just insane and i just honestly if you want a a rundown uh the eden wiki has a lot more of like the shit and the bickering and the pettiness and the the huts that caught on fire (laughs) good times yeah. (laughs) yeah and uh there you go that was the uh survival show that was then wasn't and then was again it's what a what a fucking story. I will not be watching it, but I will be reading that Wikipedia. Yeah. Like my life depends on it. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh yeah, thank you for reliving that with us. Thank you for listening, subscribing, telling your friends about uh you know, protruding rectums and the survival show that nobody watched. So yeah. <laughs> the best stuff, the most interesting stuff. There you go. And please stay interesting. Please do.